Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. All right, are y'all ready to get in God's Word today? I said, are you ready to get in God's Word today? Why don't you take out those notes you got on your way in today. We are a note-taking church, and we are in the finale of a series we are calling Pray First, Pray First. The idea of this series that we're trying to get you to just really go to the Lord with your needs and make sure you start your day off right with God, living a Pray First lifestyle. I've always thought about it, like how would you define if you're getting more spiritually mature? How would you figure it out? Like I'm growing spiritually. Like is it because you're learning more scriptures? Is it because you're, you're, you're serving more in your church? Is it because you're giving more money? Like, like we've kind of put all these indicators out there of what it means to really be a spiritually mature person. But I would really, really define spiritual maturity as this, is simply going to God quicker than you would have before. Like going to God quicker than you would have before. So if it would have taken you a couple days to go to God um, with your, your stress or your issue or your pain, like you, like you just shorten that gap a little bit and you can look back on your life and go, I'm, I'm getting stronger, I'm getting a little more spiritually mature because I'm praying quicker than I would have before. And my challenge for you is to live this pray first lifestyle. And, and today is the end of 21 days of prayer and fasting uh, and so tomorrow we'll start day number 22. Not a fasting. Come on, to God be the glory. But, but it will start 20, day number 22 of a lifestyle of a pray first lifestyle. Like you've started a habit over these 21 days of getting up and spending time with God. Uh, don't jump on Zoom. We're not going to be there. But I want you to go after God on your own. And watch what happens when you live a pray first lifestyle. You'll see yourself growing in spiritual maturity. Today I want to end this series with a message I probably should have started this series on. And I've titled it this, simply this, The Essentials of Effective Prayer. The Essentials of Effective Prayer. All prayer is not created equal. And you have prayer that's all out there. There are people who do prayer in all different ways. But there's a difference between prayer and effective prayer. I want to challenge you on how to live a life of effective prayer. I'm going to give you some keys in just a little bit on a lifestyle of effective prayer, something maybe you don't even know about, of how to take your prayer life to the next level. But to get there, let me give you a little bit of an illustration. Growing up, I learned about this thing called getting a pen pal. How many had a pen pal growing up? Come on, like a lot of y'all, okay? Pen pals was this idea that there was someone on the other side of the world, maybe in another country, um, maybe in some kind of different uh, culture that you would get connected to. And what you would do is you would write them a letter. You write them a letter. And so I remember I had a pen pal growing up. And so you get your little piece of paper and, and you'd write out a little letter and you'd write a whole thing and you'd talk about who you are and you'd talk about your family and you'd talk about what sports you like. And then you would fold up the letter and you'd put the person's address on this. Now, these are, these are letters for those that are under 30. Like, let me just tell you, this is what... There's a whole system out there, okay? And you would put it in there, and then you would seal it, and then you'd, you'd write the person's address on the outside, and so you'd write it on there in some different country, and you have to do their different codes and the different zip codes, and you do it, and then you would, you would, you would trust this letter with all your communication to, to this postal service that, that would come and pick it up. And it was only for like a few, it wasn't like expensive. You know, it's like you put a little stamp on there, 
And then this man, this letter would go on a journey. It was super bizarre. You ever try to track like a package? It's amazing. It, it goes from your house to like a, like a distribution center in your city and then to like in your state. And then we get like put on a, a ship or, or on some plane and get flown to the other side of the world. And, and typically seven to 10 days after you wrote the letter, guess what? They would receive it. They would receive it. If it actually showed up, they would receive it. And then something crazy would happen. They would write a letter back to you. And so you, what would happen? You got another seven to 10, maybe 20 days later, a letter would show up. I remember as a kid, I'd run out to the mailbox. This is the day. It's going to happen. I'm going I'm to get that letter. And I'd look in there. Wasn't happening today. Wasn't happening today. Go back the next day. Go back the next day. It's so much of your prayer life. Like, like it's inconsistent. It's through all these random channels. It's like, it's like an older kind of system that's kind of antiquated that you're going, I guess this is just the best we can do. And then this thing happened that I'm just so, so blown away with called the phone. The phone is remarkable because this phone can not only just contact anybody in this room, this phone can contact anybody around the world. So I looked at my phone list and I said, who in my phone is the furthest away from Tampa, Florida. And I thought about our missionary that runs all of our projects in Sri Lanka. So um, I said, you know what, I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him just to put you guys on. So I'm gonna try this. Now this might fail miserably. And uh, we're gonna try it. So we got him, his name is Rashawn. So when he answers, I want y'all to say hi to him because he's the best. All right, we're gonna see if he actually answers. If not, he's fired. <laughs> we'll see this, this is a little nerve wracking here. Sean, I would love for you to eventually answer the phone. Hey! Rashawn, can you say hi? Like, you, you scared me for a second. So can you say hi to Radiant? Hi, <laughs> Rashawn runs all of our projects in Sri Lanka. So I just want you to say hi. You're here. At the, the, look at this. The 930 service. Look at that. All the people watching online just say, say all right, y'all all say hi. Say hi to Rashawn. We love you, Rashawn. All right, we'll see you, buddy. We'll see you. All right, love you, buddy. All right. All right, I'm not going to fire him. All right, good job. All right, so isn't that so much more effective? Like, like, like it takes the communication to the next level. Like, like the fact that I have direct access right here. And you are missing out in prayer because you don't know how to have direct access to God. Write it down in your notes. Praying without Jesus is like mailing a letter instead of picking up the phone. And you can live a life where you can have direct access to God, connection with God. Jesus is the difference between erratic prayer and effective prayer. Erratic prayer, it's inconsistent. We don't know if we're gonna get an answer. We don't even know if God's listening to us, but then Jesus steps on the scene and brings in effective prayer where we know God hears, we know God can listen, we know God responds. When Jesus is involved, it takes your prayer life to the next level. So let me show you why, because what Jesus did 2,000 years ago is so significant in how it affects your prayer life. Let me give you a little behind the scenes. So when God, when his people were taken out of Egypt and they're brought into the, the, the wilderness, into the promised land, they, they were created a system of connecting in prayer with God. 
And the system was that there was this thing called the Holy of Holies, this place of connection with God, but only one person was allowed in. The one person was called the high priest. Say high priest. All right, stay with me just a little second. I'm gonna give you a biblical little history here. And the high priest would be able to go in on behalf of the people, connect with God, have full assurance that that high priest could connect with God, but it was only one of them. And then because of that high priest would go, they would make a sacrifice necessary to, to, to connect and to build the bridge between God and man. The problem with it is it's the broken system. It was a broken system. I'm gonna show it to you. If you have your Bibles, turn here to Hebrews chapter five. And I'm going to show you how the high priest system, which you would think is a system that was thousands of years ago, but I think it's a system actually many of you are still living in today. You're still living in this world today. Look what it says, chapter 5, verse 1. Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God. So many of you are like that. You're like, yeah, Aaron, that's why you're on the stage that's what my small group leader is. That, that, that's who my, my spouse is. Okay, they're good. They can connect with God. The, the, like I, I, I don't have that, but they got that. It's an exclusive system. And then look what it says. He's able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray since he himself is subject to weakness. Now, here's what you gotta understand about this. This is, this is the idea that that high priest, that person in charge, is a human just like you and I are. So they've got flaws just like you and I are. That's why people walk away from, from, they walk away from God because some church let them down, some pastor let them down, and little do they know that person is just as human as you are. So many flaws just like you'd have. And then it says it like this, and this is why he has to offer sacrifice for his own sins. So now he's got sin, he's got issues, as well as the sins of the people. So there's a system there that we're gonna go to this flawed person and this flawed person is gonna offer sacrifices, not just for your sins and connect for you to God, but also for themselves because they're also broken also. So it was a system that was in place for thousands of years that, that made people really disconnected from God, not able to really connect with God, and then Jesus steps on the scenes. And I'm gonna show you in just a second how when Jesus steps on the scene, it changed everything about prayer, everything about your connection with God. Look what it says, verse seven. During the days of Jesus's life on earth, now we're going into the new priest, the new person that would, that would step on the scenes. He says it like this. He offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save from death. Talking about from the father, to the father. And he was heard. I think it's important that you understand that. Jesus was the high priest that was heard from the Father because of his reverent submission, like totally submitted. And again, this is how we now approach, with submission to God. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Now, this is good news. Now, I know this is like, like some of y'all is going right over your head, but listen, lean into this. Like eternal salvation for all who obey him and was designed by God. Now, here's his new role because Jesus, who was perfect, suffered just like you do, had just as the temptations you have, but without sin, because of that, now Jesus is given this role. Look at it, it says, designated by God 
to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. He, here's what he's saying. He's saying the, the high priest that have had come, they've been in this order, but now Jesus is stepping in and gonna take it to the next level because Jesus is perfect, because Jesus suffered, but without sin, and because Jesus did that now, it changes everything that you can experience when it comes to God, because now we have a perfect high priest. So, so what does this mean to us with prayer? It means everything. It changes everything when it ha comes to having erratic prayer, like, does God hear me? Is he gonna answer? Am I, am I even able to say that to God? to having effective prayer because of Jesus. So three things for you to have effective prayer because of Jesus. Here's three things. First of all, that you need to pray with faith in Jesus's sacrifice. Our faith is in Jesus's sacrifice. All right, so I, I have it, throughout the years, I've been invited randomly different times to go to different um, games, like the Bucks game, Lightning game, different stuff like that. And they're normally fun. It's like normally a cool experience. And um, it kind of ruined me about a year and a half ago because one of the board members of our church goes to our Brandon location. And uh, he invited me. He said, hey, I, have, I want you to go with me to the Bucks game. And I was, like, I was like, I'd love to go. You know, I can only go if they're like late at night because I'm, I'm here on Sundays. So, um, so it was like a late at night game on like a Monday night. And, and I said, I, I'd love to come. He goes, okay, well, well, this isn't like a normal experience. This is like the club level um, experience. I was like, well, I've never been to a club level. I'm just a little kid from, from the panhandle of Florida. Come on, somebody. God, God pulled me out. And so I, I, I go and he gives me this ticket that I can go into and, and you got special parking and you get a special entrance and then he gives you a special elevator. Come on, you don't even know any of this stuff exists. And the elevator takes you to this club level and you go in and, and you go into this club level. It's an unbelievable experience. And you're in there and they're like carving meat there for you, you know, just like plates of meat, like gourmet foods and desserts. Like it's nowhere to go when you're on a diet or a fast, that's for sure. And, and, and you have a waiter the entire time. Everybody else, you're just watching all the, the little peons out there, you know, just, just all the other people just out there watching the game. You're like, oh, you don't have waiters. Like I have a waiter out there. And I'm watching this game. It, it ruined the entire experience for me because now I can never go and just sit in a normal stand with the rest of you guys. Like, like now I have to go to this level of an experience. Now, now, now the, the issue is, is I can't just go and show up there. I can't just go and show up because I don't have access because I didn't buy it. <laughs> I didn't pay for it. I only had access because he purchased it and he paid for it and he invited me in. Y'all with me today? When it comes to the throne of God, when it comes to the fact that, that when we get to God's ear, listening to what we're going through, you do not have access because of who you are. We do not have access because of how great our works are. We have access because we've been invited in by the great high priest. Look what he says in chapter 10. Okay, we're gonna stay in Hebrews this whole day. And look at chapter 10. And he says it like this. He says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place. How do we have confidence? Some of you, your prayer life looks nothing like confidence. You know why? Because you're, you're, you cower back. You look at your sin. You look at your issues. You go, I can't go to God. You don't understand the scriptures. We have confidence to enter the most holy place by, here's why. Notice it doesn't say your good works. Notice it doesn't say your giving record at your church. Notice it doesn't say when it comes to your purity in your mind. It doesn't say any of that. We have access to the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. 
and by a new and living way opened up through us, through the curtain. There was was a curtain. There was a divide. Now the curtain's been removed. That is his body. So it's what Jesus did on the cross makes a way for us to enter in. And look what he says. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, now because of that, because Jesus is in charge, because Jesus paved the way, now let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance that faith brings. Where's our full assurance? It's because of the faith we have in Jesus. And I want you to, to, to understand this because, listen, listen, how do we have access to God? It is not through our ability. It's not through our good works. It's not even through our church. It's not through our pastor. What is our ticket? How do we have full assurance? My ability to approach God in prayer isn't because of my works, but because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. So what is our ticket in? It's not me. It's not your church. It's not your works. It's not your knowledge. Our ticket into the throne room of God is through the shed blood of Jesus on the cross. Can, are we just, can we just give him some thanks for the fact that he let us come in? We have access. And if you knew how powerful the sacrifice of Jesus was on that cross for you, you would come boldly to God in confidence saying, no, I have a right to be here. I have a right to be here. When Jesus, when you go to the throne room of God in prayer, God no longer sees your sin. He sees your Savior. He sees your Savior. So you're not walking around cowering down. It's like my dog when he makes a mess in the house. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I can look at him, and I, I know I'm like, he's done something wrong. He won't come over to me. He won't run over to me. He just, he kind of runs to his side. He kind of cowers around. He knows. He, he knows he's going to get in trouble. That's how some of y'all approach God. Paul says, for through him, talking about Jesus, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. We, we have access to God. I, I want this year to be your year of confidence in approaching God's throne of grace because of what Jesus did. Number two, here's the second one. How do we have effective prayer? Well, we understand it's because of the sacrifice of Jesus, but here's the second one. It's now we're gonna pray with authority in Jesus's name. Jesus's name has authority. All throughout the scriptures, we see that names have meaning, names have bring about um, have power, they bring about a reaction. You don't think names mean something, then just say the name of your ex, someone's ex to them. You know what I mean? Like, like bring up their ex and you're, oh, don't, don't you human speak. That's the name we don't speak of. You don't think names mean anything. Then, then at the dinner table, bring up Trump or Biden. Names mean something. Bring up Taylor Swift right now. Like, it means something, all right? Like, it just means something. Names have a lot of influence, of impact in our life, and the name of Jesus has power. Amen. Has power. The disciples understood this. Look what it said in Luke chapter 10. The 72 returned. They, what were they doing? They were sent out to go and preach. They were sent out to do miracles just like Jesus did, and the 72 returned with joy, and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. In your name, God. Like demons submitted to us. They were, they were so shocked. It wasn't their name. 
It, it wasn't what they knew. It, wasn't, it was just the name of Jesus. Mark 16, Jesus says it this way, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. Paul says it this way, Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord. Notice it isn't like I'm calling on the universe. I'm getting to the energy. I'm like, like I, your higher power, like, like, like a light out there. Maybe it's out there. Maybe it's not. No, it's the name of Jesus that has power in your life. Like you, you want to take your prayer life to the next level. Pray it in the name of Jesus. Because the name has power. Paul says it this way. Therefore, God exalted him, talking about Jesus, to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. And at that name, the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. The name of Jesus has power. There's salvation found in only his name. Healing is found in his name. Hope is found in his name. Deliverance happens at his name. Demons flee in his name. Freedom comes because of his name. His name is a strong tower that the righteous can run to and they can be saved. Can we, can we honor the name of Jesus today? We're thankful for the name of Jesus. I, uh, I, the first year or so here at Radiant, I got invited to open up the mayor's um, breakfast. And now, I, 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 it wasn't a Christian event. It was just the mayor of Tampa at the time. And um, he was a great guy, an awesome guy. And he invited me to do this event. So I've never done politically correct prayers. I didn't know there was such a thing. I just know how to pray. Because you just pray, that's just what you do. So I didn't like prepare a prayer. Like I didn't, I'm just like, hey, we're gonna have you just come and just open up the event in prayer. So I was at the country club here in South Tampa. So I, I, I drive out there and, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm the new guy on the block. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to just talk to the, the community about Jesus. So I get there and I'm like, this is a great opportunity to just make sure that people know about Jesus. You know, I'm just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I didn't know what you're not supposed to do. Um, I've done so many of these events since, but, but that very first one, I remember just sitting there. I'm like, okay. So I get to the mic. No, nothing written out. Just Jesus, we're so thankful for this day. Jesus, I'm just thankful that 2,000 years ago, while we're lost in our sins, you came and died for us on the cross. Lord, we're thankful for our mayor. We're thankful for our county commissioners. We're thankful, but we don't understand, Jesus, our real solution, everything is you. Lord, we just pray for our city. Lord, I know that our city, as they turn back to you, God. Jesus, you're the only hope. Where else can we find salvation other than the name of Jesus? Lord, I go on and on and on, and then, I, and then I close it out, and then we pray all of this in the strong Son of God, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And I'm telling you, you would have felt like, a, like you could have heard a pin drop in that room. It's like 500 big leaders, like all the attorneys, all the, like all the leadership. So then I'm doing what every pastor does. You know, we're all insecure, so after every, every thing, I stood over by the side just waiting for a compliment, you know? Still do it today, you know? Waiting for the compliment. And I remember it was like a line of people coming towards me. And I was like, they're just going to be so blessed by this. And it was rebuke after rebuke after rebuke. And it was nothing about like, hey, our, you know, I can't believe you, bless, you prayed for that blessing, prayed for this thing. It was, oh, you should have never said the word Jesus. You should have never said the word Jesus. You should have, I mean, over and over and over again, random people different times. Hey, that was good. You should have left Jesus out of this thing. 
I just, I, I was never trained to do prayer without Jesus because prayer without Jesus is ineffective, but prayer with Jesus is where we find our, our victory. So, so I'm not trying to be mean when I go to those places. I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to stir up on me. I'm not like a controversial person, but I also know that there's power in no other name but the name of Jesus. You, you got sickness in your body, you believe the name of Jesus over it. You got a child that needs to come back to the faith, you speak the name of Jesus over it. You got a business that you want it to prosper, you believe God's name over that business. In Jesus' name, things happen. Can we give them a little bit of praise today, church? That's why we're gonna celebrate baptisms today because these baptisms are not the fact that they're carrying the name of Radiant. They're not carrying the name of Aaron. They're not carrying, no, no, no. They're, they're, they're making a proclamation. And I, just so you know what it means to get baptized. They're making a public proclamation of an inward decision to say, I am dead to myself and I'm being raised to new life in Christ Jesus. Yes. Like I am now gonna carry the name of Jesus everywhere I go. And that's why their life will be marked with power. Because they've died to them, raised to new life in Christ. By the way, if you're one of those getting baptized in one of our services today, why don't you stand to your feet? You can go out into the lobby, get dressed. Come on, let's celebrate those who are getting baptized. Big deal, big deal, big deal. Very proud of y'all, very proud. Number three, how do we change it from erratic prayer, inconsistent, I don't know if God hears, to effective prayer, well, we understand it's because of Jesus' sacrifice. We understand the power of Jesus' name. And here's a third one. We pray with trust in Jesus' character. Amen. Trust in Jesus' character. If you knew how good he was, and if you knew how good he is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you go to him more. Because I'm telling you, prayers that are prayed with Jesus involved are effective. They're effective. Like, like, it's an effective prayer because we can trust his character. Hebrews 4, let's go back into Hebrews 4, look at this. Verse 14, he says, therefore, since we have a great high priest, and I'm just going to say this, he is a really great high priest. He's a great high priest. I, I, I'm telling you, people come to me all the time, like, Aaron, can you pray for me? I'll pray for you, but I'm telling you, I'm not a great high priest. He's a great high priest. And look what he did. He ascended into heaven. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. What does that mean? It's like we can go to him and we can have faith because we know that he's good. We know he's on the right hand of the Father. We know he's working on our behalf. We're, we're, we're not going to be wavered because of the outcome of, of our prayers because we trust that if God heard it, then he's making things work together. Whether we like the outcome or not, we're going to hold firmly to the faith we profess. Look what he says, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who's unable to empathize with our weakness. And some of you right there, you're going, yeah, I would go to God, but God would be ashamed of me, or God would be frustrated with me, or I went to him before. and like, No, 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 he's never frustrated with you. He knows what it's like. Remember, he was Emmanuel. He was God with us. He knows what it's like to be human and walk around with the same temptations, the same burdens, the same, the same loss, the same stuff that you're dealing with. He can empathize with our weakness. Let us, but look what he says. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Think about that. 
think of all the ways you've been tempted, Jesus was tempted that way. And yet, he did not sin. So that's a difference between him and the other high priests of the Old Testament, remember? Because they sinned, but he, he didn't. And he, and he overcame. And look what it says this way. So let us. That's my challenge for you, Radiant. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Like we can go to him in confidence to receive what he has for our life. He's, he's a good God. He's a good God. Life, life is not good, but Jesus is still good. Jesus is still good. Here, it, it is, this is going to be a little controversial, but I'm going to give it to you. Ready? Jesus answers 100% of your prayers. 100%. You're going to go, Aaron, that's not true because I, I, I've had it where he didn't answer my prayers. He answers 100% of your prayers. And he either answers it by saying, he either says, he says yes and don't you, aren't you just thankful for the times he says yes? It's some of the stories we've heard over 21 days of praying and fasting. Where we're like, I mean, healing in the body. And Jesus is like, yes, right there. The relationship restored, yes. Sometimes he answers your prayers by saying no. Remember, he, he's not a genie that gives you everything you want. He's God that's in charge and knows what works together for the good. So sometimes he says no to you. And as a follower of Jesus, we're able to submit just like Jesus did to the Father. We submit to say, if you say no, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And then, and, and then, and then sometimes he says, wait. And I don't like that one. I don't like that one because I want it right now. But more than giving you the right answer, he wants to give you the right answer at the right time. Because he knows the end from the beginning, and he knows that sometimes you've got to wait and get prepared for God to do something internally before he can do something externally through your life. He says yes, he says no, and he says wait. But he 100% answers whatever prayers you pray because he's a good high priest. Can we give him some praise today, church? Amen. Amen. I want to pray for you in just a second. Um, one of the prayers that I love to end 21 days of prayer with, one of the challenges is from the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Some of y'all remember that story. They're the three guys who, they built the, the, the King Nebuchadnezzar, they built this giant statue of gold and said, everybody's got to bow down and worship it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not bow. They stood tall. And as they stood tall, they were, they were taken and, uh, and being threatened to be thrown into a blazing furnace. And Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego responded to the king this way. They say, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into a blazing fire, look what he says. If we are blown, I don't know get it, right? If we are thrown into a blazing furnace, the God we serve is able. Say able. able. All right, and, and I just want to pause right there for just a second. No matter what you're going through, God's able to take care of it. He's able, he's able, he's able to heal that body. He's able to restore that marriage. He's able to build that business. He's able to help you walk into your purpose. He's able to find you a spouse. He's able. All right, and then it says that he's able to deliver us. And then he takes the next level of faith. He says, and not only is he able, he will. 
He will deliver it. And I'm just telling you, there's some moments where you have to declare it. God will do it in my life. My child will come back to the faith. This anxiety will leave my body. Radiant, we will get a piece of property in South Tampa. St. Pete, we, God is gonna open a door for us. I'm telling you, we will see the hand of God. Sometimes you gotta declare that he will. He, he will deliver us from your majesty's hands. But then it says it this way. This is the next, the highest level of faith right here. He says, but even if he does not, I call it even if faith. Even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. You know what? God is able and God is willing, but I'm here to build some faith to say, there's a people of God that say, even if God doesn't do it, I'm still following him. I'm still giving him everything because his character is good. Come on, give him better praise today, church. Across Tampa Bay, just right there in your seat, I want to just pray a prayer that you would build your trust in the character of God. Lord, we come to you right now, and we pray, God, that you would help us to trust you. We, we trust, God, that because of your sacrifice, we can boldly go to the throne of grace. We trust, God, because of your name, that we have authority to walk in victory. And we trust your character, that if you tell us no or you say wait, we trust you, Jesus. We trust you, God. I'm going to have them sing over you right now this song that's just been on my mind all week long as I've been preparing for this message. Just before we baptize people, just have it a moment to just connect with the Lord. Let's do it right now. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word closed all over Tampa Bay you're struggling with even just trusting God in prayer just ask the Lord right now say God build my faith to trust you God build my faith to trust you if you're here today and you don't have that relationship with Christ we want you to know you can you can start it right now you don't never put your faith in Jesus that that's why he came 2,000 years ago he's the high priest he's the one that gives you access to God if you're here today you don't have that relationship I want to give you that opportunity Maybe you even came to watch somebody else get baptized, but it's your day to say, I'm gonna surrender my life to Christ. If that's you on the count of three, I want you to throw that hand up, wave it at me, put it right back down and say, Aaron, pray for me. Today's my day to give Jesus my life. I wanna put my trust in him. Count of three, come on, throw that hand up. One, two, 
three, all over this room. If that's you, come on, throw those hands up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So many. Thank you at all of our campuses. Let's all pray this prayer. A prayer to just declare our trust in Jesus. Let's all say it like this way. If, you're, if you've given your heart to Christ today, this is your moment of salvation. Make sure, don't just say it with your mouth, believe it with your heart as you surrender control to him. Say, dear Jesus, come on, say it loud. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. Forgive me. Wash me clean. Thank you for the sacrifice you paid on that cross for my sins. I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, let's celebrate those who just made the best decision ever. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.